Chaz Patrol here. Our final division preview. We finally made it here. NFC North. We're bringing on a very special guest. We got roommate Justin in the house coming to you live here in our living room. NFC North. It's going to be awesome. Big Bears fan. Big NFC North knowledge maven. It's going to be awesome. So let's get right into it in three, two, one. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, dude. How you doing today? Dude. I'm just celebrating the Venus Williams victory, man. That was one of the better tennis matches I've seen in a little while. That was actually super, super entertaining. Happy I got to watch it. Dude, it was tense. Wasn't it, It was though? tense. You could tell just by the crowd and the announcers and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah super tense. We had the British guy dropping big words on us, like, like all good British announcers. I mean, like, when there was... Once we got into the last set there, he was just starting to drop everything there. You could just tell it was getting super tense. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, no, that I just needed to keep drinking. Right. There was just natty light after natty light. I couldn't handle it. I need to go get drunk food. I need to go get some chicken fries. I'm telling you, are we, are we thinking three orders of chicken fries tonight? Is that what we're going for? So, the question is whether or not I get the spicy chicken fries or the Ooh. regular chicken fries at Burger King. Because I don't know if I can handle four orders of the spice, but... But I mean, three orders, I think I can do. You can mix it up, too. I mean, you don't have to go three and zero. You can do, like, two orders of regular, go with a spicy on the side there. That's, know. you know, you have it your way at BK. <laughs> I've heard that's, things. I've heard, I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors. That's how BK rolls at the lounge is where you want to be. Don't mess with BK Lounge, man. That's where it's at. Absolutely. Sure. I'm going to get my frozen Coke. It's great. I love having access here at the Del Mar Divide in beautiful St. Louis to both Whole Foods and, like, the upscale bougie shit, as well as like just like the hood a block away. It's nice to have White Castle, Taco Bell, everything. It's it's really a, a great place in American culture to be right on the on the borderlands. I mean, you can really just go anywhere. I mean, that's what makes it so great around here. So yeah. no doubt about it. We even live next to a Dollar General, right. which is a totally misnamed store because <laughs> nothing costs a dollar. It's super annoying that they close at seven o'clock during the week, but. They're, you know, whatever. they're killing us. I'm saying Dollar General, please stay open till nine. <laughs> I understand that there's a big crime risk here. And We're you- pleading with you, though. Like, come on, at least eight o'clock, maybe nine o'clock. Seven's way too damn early. I know. I mean, we're normal people. We don't get off work till like, 5 or 6. We don't have time to go to Dollar General before that. Super true. But <laughs> talking a little NFC North action today, your home division. It is my home division. I, uh, I am from Chicago, so technically this would be my home division, I guess, huh? Yeah, I, I would say so. And, and, you know, this year we have a division that I think we would say is dominated potentially by one really, really good team, and then three teams that are mysterious. I I would agree with that. Um, I mean, Packers are the Packers, right? We're always going to go with them. But um, yeah, after that, who knows is kind of where I'm at. So Yeah, we have we have a team with, with multiple quarterbacks that may or may not suck. We have a team with a great defense and a terrible offense, and we have a team with a pretty darn good offense and a terrible defense. So shall we get right into it, man? Let's do it, dude, yeah. 
All right, so we'll save the bears for last. We'll make we'll make the bears dessert so we can get really into that uh, Trubisky Glennon controversy. Something that's never been said about the bears before. They're the, they're the freaking walk off hitter here, huh? They're just yeah. gonna be the dessert of this. That's that's something. They new. are, and Good for them. Normally, when I think of the bears, I kind of think of a pot roast dinner. You know, not not particularly sexy. I was about to say, and that's still being nice. So yes. I mean. Fair but enough. today the bears are going to be our flan. They're going to be our. They're going to be our creme brulee. It's going to be beautiful. All right. Well, so, like I said, good for them. You know, moving on up in the world or something like that. Good for them. Yeah. So let's start with the uh, Detroit Lions. So what do you what do you peg the Lions on for wins? What do you think their over under is going to be? I'm guessing so. <laughs> They're the Lions. You know, I feel like every year you're going to say they're going to be somewhere between 6 and 10, and if they get lucky, let me rephrase that. Not if they get lucky. If they have some lucky wins, maybe 10 and 6. Um, just kind of where they are. I feel like they've been that way basically since they drafted Stafford, however long ago that was. Um, so they're, I still have them right around that area. I would peg them somewhere between 6 and 10 or 7 and 9 this year. It just, it just seems to me what they are. By looking at their roster, for one, I don't think there's that much talent there. Um, at the same time, just in general, I think they're due for some, uh, I like to call it market correction from last year, a little regression to the mean, if you will. So that's kind of where I peg them. Yeah. I mean, I think that the Lions were like nine and seven or 10 and six last year. I believe they finished nine and seven. They also lost their last four games, including the playoffs. So they just completely bad lost it. Yeah. Bad coach. Yes. Yes. Terrible. So they were nine and three. I believe so. Wow. They were either nine and three or nine and four. The last four might include the playoff loss as yeah. well. Um, yeah, they uh, kind of they they had the division by a stranglehold, and then you know here came Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and took that right away from them. So yeah. So my memory is that Matthew Stafford set the record for fourth quarter comebacks for in one season last year. I believe he did. Yes. Which sounds like regression waiting to happen, <laughs> right? if I had to guess. Well, that, not according to his new contract. So you know, whatever uh, though. A <laughs> hundred and thirty-five million dollars yeah. for for Matthew Stafford for the next six years. You could almost buy a fighter jet <laughs> with that much money. Are you saying you would trade Matthew Stafford for a fighter jet? If if I were to secede from the United States and start my own country here on the Del Mar Divide, I think we would need a fighter jet to patrol the Burger King so that's, I could continue to go. That's completely fair. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. Um, yeah, even crazier to me, if you think about it, Stafford is most likely going to retire at some point as the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. So just think about that for a minute. Let that sink in. So, yeah, right. <laughs> and what do you think about Matthew Stafford is? Like the 13th best quarterback in the NFL? I guess that's where we can put him. He's, he's somewhere in that area, I guess. I, I don't even – to me, he's hard to rate. Um, I've always had a love-hate relationship with him. He's definitely he's definitely not a top five, top seven guy. He's definitely somewhere more towards that middle tier. Um, I think if I was a Lions fan, he'd make me go crazier than if I wasn't a Lions fan because he can be entertaining to watch from an outside perspective. At the same time, he's never going to lead a team or be one of them – one of them top five to top seven quarterbacks. Yeah. It's just not him. I think with Stafford, it's still one of those things where you're only winning a Super Bowl if the rest of the team is fantastic. Completely He's right. never going to have an MVP season. It's never going to be one of those things where not we look at Stafford where he takes the leap. Right. At this point, he right. is what he is. But the nice thing about Stafford is early Stafford, 
was all about throwing bombs. It was all about Calvin Johnson, 50 yards in the air, huge arm. And then last year we saw a different Stafford with the uh, Jim Bob Cooter offense. I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask when we were getting into the Jim Bob Cooter jokes, but all right, I'm happy we got there yes, right away. No, we're going, we're going straight into the Jim Bob Cooter. Because I mean, how can you not want to say Jim Bob Cooter all the time? It's just a fantastic name. I know. If we're being honest. Absolutely, so, it's yeah. probably the best name in the NFL. I, uh, is it a probably at this point? I don't even. No. No, like, is there is. anything close? I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. He's the only Jim Bob I've ever come across. <laughs> that's, that's true. When I was waiting tables in Hilton Head back in the day, back in like oh five oh six, I had a I had a guy named named Joe John Johnson. Oh, that sounds completely made up. <laughs> His name was Joe John Johnson, which is up there with Jim Bob Cooter. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, I, that's pretty good. I as well. waited on Joe John party of twenty. <laughs> How'd that go? Was he a good tipper at least? They, so there was an eighteen percent gratuity okay. for included because it was okay. a it was a party of twenty. But the key to waiting tables is you have to forget to tell people that there's an eighteen percent gratuity. See, you get extra so, so you get the double tip. <laughs> That's awesome. If you get the double tip, then you've made it. That's really the move. <laughs> That's how you make it in that business, huh? Yeah. All right. No, well. it's it's all about. Um, omission of truth it's not a lie it's an omission of truth of course i mean you're just not telling them you're not lying about anything you know so totally complete, complete difference there totally different <laughs> but you know when when i look at the lions you know i see a team that has a good offense last year statistically they were a great offense mm-hmm. When I look at the talent on the team, I think of them only as a good offense. I agree. And then defense, largely speaking, a dumpster fire. In in terms of what shocking. they did, yeah, <laughs> shocking. I I will be starting Carson Palmer week one. <laughs> yeah, well, the Lions. I seems you know, like a good start to me. So yeah, yeah, rolling with that. So big move was they signed T.J. Lamb. Yep. They stole him from from, from Green Bay. From Green Bay. Yep. They, and you know I think that's an awesome signing. They have you know they have one of the best guards in the NFL mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but they also lost Riley Reef. Mm-hmm. So basically, they traded with the Packers. It's it's funny because that's basically what I was going to say. So TJ Lang has graded out to be one of the best guards in the league for a little while now. He's a fantastic guard. The thing is with the Lions, I feel like you pretty much say this about them in general. It feels like sometimes they might have the wrong, the right idea, excuse me, but they just kind of do it in weird ways. Like, we need to improve our offensive line, so we're going to sign some players, but basically trade out the other half of our offensive line. So it's like they have the right idea, they just don't know the right way to go about it, kind of, is kind of how I feel about them in general, and especially with the offensive line moves that they made in the offseason here. Yeah, so now we have Greg Robinson involved. I guess yes, who me too. I I actually like. Okay, I'm pro Greg Robinson. I feel like being on the Rams with that coaching staff in the Jeff sure. Fisher universe sure. is just not the way to develop players. And the Rams have been worse at player development than literally every team in the league, not from Jacksonville. I think that's a very fair thing to so, say. I also like how you just called it the Jeff Fisher universe, because I feel like he does have his own universe at this point. He's great mustache. Such, right, great mustache. I actually think at one point I was followed on Twitter by someone that, whose handle was actually Jeff Fisher's mustache. I don't think I am anymore, unfortunately, but that was oh, a great man. Twitter follow. Heartbreaker. I, I know, right? My, Heartbreaker. My sweet tweets must not have uh, must not have hooked him in, so that's on me, I guess. So I see an offense that overperformed, basically. Mm-hmm. When I look at these receivers, I love Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, yep. but that's that's an above average receiving core, not an elite re- receiving core. I and would, 
you know, the same with Amir Abdullah and Theoretic. It's it's above average, but it's not good. So my thing about Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, you say they love them. I would say I love them as fantasy options more than anything because I feel like they're going to put up some numbers. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I love them as like actual receivers on a football team, if that makes sense. Um, and as far as the Amir Abdullah theoretic thing, I'm actually interested to hear your opinion on this, on where they go with carries here. Who do you think gets the bulk of the carries? Who do you think is the actual number one running back on this team? I think it's Abdullah. That's, that would be my guess. It seems like everyone has a differing opinion on this. Um, I think Abdullah is at least more talented. I think he deserves the bulk of the carries. Um, so I'm definitely interested to see where they go with this. To me, once again with the Lions, I don't know. Once again with Jim Caldwell, I don't freaking know. So it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic, um, just in general with our offense, kind of like you mentioned. So number one, Jim Caldwell, terrible coach. Yes, I think we can. I think everyone who's listening to this, who's sitting in this room, you know, we all agree. could agree. Yeah, Merlin agrees. <laughs> Merlin agrees. Merlin. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, <laughs> the Jim Caldwell is a terrible coach. Yes, but. I would say, like, the truth about this situation is that Theoretic is not an every down back. Nope. He's a third down back. Yep. And Amir Abdullah is a pass catcher, yep. too. Yep. So he's going to get those first and second down touches. He's going to be really productive, I think, behind behind that line. Yep. Yep. And he's going to be good enough as a pass catcher to become, I think, the feature back. So when you think about fantasy, I, I think Amir Abdullah, who's going after Theoretic. Yep. Is the guy you want? I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I asked that question too. Is because yeah, Abdullah has been going definitely a little bit lower than Theoretic, and I'm not really sure why. Kind of like you mentioned there, Theoretic's just a third down back. Um, Abdullah just ha- is just a more talented dude in general. I think he's going to see the bulk of the carries. He's a capable pass catcher as well, so he's going to do very well out of the backfield in general. Um, I think for sure, fantasy wise, he's going to take the bull by the horns here and be basically the feature back in this offense. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I I couldn't agree more. So, you know, ultimately I agree with you about the receivers. They're mm-hmm. both good in fantasy more than in real life. Mm-hmm. On a on a legit team, they're number two receivers. Yep. yep. I mean I I think that's where they both are. Um just in general, Golden Tate has never struck me as a number one wide receiver, but you know, all of a sudden Calvin retires kind of out of nowhere. Um, a couple years ago, last year, whatever it was, and he's getting the bulk of the targets here. So he's going to catch. He's going to catch some catch some touchdowns. He's going to get a lot of yards too. He's going to stack up some numbers fantasy wise. So we're just talking fantasy here. He's another guy that I think is going a little bit low in fantasy drafts. Whereas if I was running an actual football team, I'm not sure sh- not sure how much I would want him. But in the fantasy draft, I think he's going a little lower than his uh than he actually should be, basically. I, I, as a Golden Tate owner, I, I, so most importantly, most importantly, as a Golden Tate owner, I hope you're right. And I think you're right. So the problem with this team is their defense sucks. That defense sucked last year. And I don't really know. So in terms of guys who are actually good on this team, I would say a Sean Robinson. Good. Haloti Nada. Old I'll was say, good. How old is he now? Yeah, he's still yeah. fine, but Jesus, he has to be in his. I'm gonna say mid to late seventies now. He's 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 yeah. up there. He's he's pretty old. He's near triple digits. Yes. <laughs> and Ezekiel Ansa, not good last year. No, sneaky no. bad. Not very yes. many sacks. Yes. Um, he's got a name though, so I, I think people are gonna see that name and still think he's productive, but he has not been so much, especially last year. So I mean, maybe it was a down year. Maybe he bounces back. But uh, I'm with you in general. This defense does not impress me. Like whatsoever as far as the Lions go here. Um, 
yeah, there, there, there's just not a ton of talent on there. Um, oh. Just in general, I know it seems like it seems like their main thing this offseason was to fix their offensive line, and like we talked about, they kind of did it in an outside way, and they didn't really do much to improve their defense at all. No, I mean, I like Darius Slay, I like Glover Quinn, I like DJ Hayden. So they have some talent in the secondary, but I'm looking at this linebacking core, and it's bad. It's it's not good. It's, know, I'll tell you that. It's not good. It's I don't really know what a Tahir Whitehead, a Gerard Davis, or an Ant, Antoine Williams are. I think that's probably Antoine, but the I <laughs> is before the O, and there's an E on the on the end. So I think I would go Antoine. Okay. Right. But they, those are not people I'm familiar with. So that, that can't be a good sign, I feel. That's a bad look. <laughs> so the actual... Good luck in yeah. general. The actual over-under for the Lions is eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the under. I like the under easily. I, um, I, I, I don't see them winning more than seven games. I, I, I think they're a six or seven win team. Um, you know, obviously, the over-under there at eight, who knows? They can get lucky in a few games. They got lucky in a lot of games last year, just whether it's fourth-quarter comebacks, just by basically the look of the draw, play-by-play here in football, stuff happens. Um, but yeah, in general, I, I can't see them winning six or seven games, six, more than six or seven games. Um, to me, this is one of the easier bets in the NFL in general. I'm taking the under of eight for sure. I'm taking the under. If the under were seven and a half, if it were seven, I would still take it. Yep. I, I think, I think I'm 100% with you. I, I think I'd be a little bit more weary on seven, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking, taking that no problem here. This is, this is an under team to me. Maybe. Six wins seems about right in, in my eyes here. Yeah, I'm thinking major, major regression. Yes. Which means, you know, someone else has to be winning more games. That's, that's very and I true. And I think that those other teams are in the division, and I think our next team, the Green Bay Packers, yeah. is uh, going to win a lot yeah. of games. I, I would agree. So it's hard to argue against that. What would you pin their over-under on? Um, if I had to guess, they're over under mostly because of the division they're in right now. I'm guessing it's a little bit higher than I would normally guess. I would say 11 or 11 and a half, which seems kind of high, but that's kind of what I, I would almost guess 11 and a half for their over under here. So you're going to really like this bet. And this, this might be my second favorite over bet. Okay. After Tampa. Okay. Tampa is my like stone cold. I'm obsessed with you over bet. Green Bay's over-under is 10 flat. Oh, okay. So I was way off. I mean, and, I wasn't even close. Okay. <laughs> and the the over seems like a stone-cold lock yes. to me. I think this is the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I think they're looking at 12-4, and 13-3, number one seed. I, I think that... They, I mean, they have the best quarterback. They didn't really lose anything. They added Martellus Bennett, who's yep. a huge upgrade from yep. Jared Cook. Yep. They're healthy. Like, I, I look at this team, and I just think there's continuity. There's everything you would want. The only thing they lost is TJ Lang. Yep. They replaced him with Jari Evans, who is a more than competent guard. Sure. He used to be yeah. better, but he's still good. And they added Riley Reef at their off tackle. So, you know, there's still a lot of reason for not just optimism, but extreme optimism with this team. Yep. I mean, I think in general, one of the more underrated signings this offseason has been Martellus Bennett. Um, I say underrated just because it seems like no one's talking about that. Um, this just gives Aaron Rodgers another weapon here. Uh, Martellus Bennett has proven to be very capable and very, 
very, very talented when he's in the right situation here. Now, I don't think you can put him in a better situation, and he's a talented dude with hot take here with, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league in Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, I see Martellus putting up some crazy numbers this year. Um, to me, the biggest thing with the Packers, it seems like the last few years, is their offensive line always seems to get banged up pretty early. Yes. A lot of injuries. Um, if they can basically keep them together, keep uh, keep them moving, I guess you can almost say. I'm 100% with you. This is the best team in the NFC. It might be the best team in the NFC by a decent amount, in my opinion, too. This this team this team is loaded compared to the rest of compared to the rest of that conference, at least. It is. I mean, I still love I still love Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas is really good. I'm not as high on Seattle or Atlanta. I think they both regress. I I think that Tampa of of all teams is really really competitive in this division, but or in in the entire conference. Yep. But I I think it's either Dallas or Green Bay, and I give Green Bay the edge by a decent margin. Yep. And you know I I would say. Do we need to have the Rodgers-Brady debate right now? We can go for it. So, I mean, I'm always down for the Rodgers-Brady debate. So, um, and this is – I just throw this out here, too. I have nothing against Tom Brady. I'm not a Tom Brady hater at all. I enjoy watching the guy play. Um, another hot take here. To me, when Aaron Rodgers is going good, which I guess you can take that any way you want, but I've never seen a quarterback play better football than him. So I think he's that good. Um, so yeah, Aaron Rodgers is my guy over Tom Brady here. So let's let's fair let's enough. have at it. Fair <laughs> enough. So for me, I mean, Rodgers does things that Brady can't do more than right. Brady does things that Rodgers sure. can't do. Sure. Right. Like like Rodgers has the mobility. He has the out of the pocket downfield throws. He has the he has the better arm. Yep. You know he <laughs> can throw on the run better. You know he has he has this tendency to escape, and then suddenly it's a thirty yard pass to Devonte Adams. Yep. You know, know. <laughs> and and it's so consistent, and yep. you watch it, and it's infuriating yep. because your defense is getting penetration, and then yep. you just see him throw a bomb. And I think to me, the Jordy Nelson back shoulder throw is still one of the most incredible things I see in on in football on like a week to week basis. It amazes me every time how perfectly those two can time that. But continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. My <laughs> issue is. Tom Brady just gets first downs sure. automatically. Sure. And Tom Brady is the most, you know, I think he's more cerebral than even Manning was. And he's so accurate. He always throws to the right guy. I just, if I had one drive, I know that Tom Brady is getting first downs over and over and over again. In fantasy, I'd rather have Rodgers. Okay. Rodgers, to me, is going to put up more 40-point, you know, offensive performances. Sure. But to me, who do I? Who would I rather have for one drive? I would rather have Brady. I think Brady is just a little bit, you know, better all told because he is so accurate. He is so smart, and sure. the, the ball is always going to the right guy. I mean, and that's that's almost impossible to argue. I mean, the thing is, they're both incredible. I mean, you can make an argument either way. Um, I don't want to say my argument against Tom Brady because I don't really have an argument against him in general. I just think Aaron. It's more of the fact that I put kind of Rodgers up on a pedestal, and I'll, I'll admit that he, to me, he does such incredible things that I just, and this is completely from a, from basically an eye test too, which you know, as a guy who likes looking at advanced stats, I don't really like claiming the eye test as my proof here, but it's, it's more watching Rodgers compared to watching Brady. I'm more impressed by him. I think he does. I think he's just a better overall quarterback than I think Tom Brady is. Um, once again, that's nothing against Tom Brady because Tom Brady's in the top five quarterbacks I've ever seen as well. I also think this will really kind of get it rolling here. 
The Super Bowl last year is one of the more overrated games I've seen Tom Brady play before. Um, even in the second half, he made some bad throws that went through some uh, DB's hands that should have been intercepted, that kind of kept uh, New England in the game there when Atlanta kind of could have put it away for a while. And he was awful in the first half as well. He was awful. I mean, so yeah, he, he had a couple few drives. He had some good drives there at the end. It was not... And it, it was not the most impressive performance I have ever seen, but the fact that they came back from so much made it seem like he was playing so much better than um, than I think he was at the time. It was a so, surreal game. Yes, right? like I, yes they, that's fair. Yes. They won not because of Brady, but yes. because strange things kept yes. happening to the Falcons. Sure, sure. Which they happens were, in Yeah, football. they were happening to the Falcons. They yeah. weren't necessarily things that the Patriots were doing. Right. And I agree with that. It was, yeah. it was a really, really strange game, but I mean, it was still one of the better football games I've ever seen. Oh, I think absolutely. The yeah. best football game I've ever seen is USC Texas national title game. That's a hard one to beat. As freshman year of college for myself, I will never ever forget watching that game as well. Vince Young going wild and I was such a big uh, Matt Leinard and Reggie Bush fan at the time, which is funny to say now. But uh, <laughs> but at the time I really liked watching them play. Reggie Bush was probably my favorite player I ever watched play college football and I was kind of a little bit heartbroken at the time when Vince brought yep. Texas back in that game. So that was yep. incredible, though. That was no, one hell of a performance. It was something. So, and yeah. for the record, the best quarterback I've ever seen, I have a very unpopular opinion. I'm intrigued. Pete Kurt Warner. Okay. I I, mean, 99 Warner, 2000 okay. Warner, and then, and then Cardinals Super Bowl Warner yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I've just never seen anyone anticipate like he does. That's fair. And throw his guys open. Like, it, it was amazing to see. I think Romo is the closest thing we had in the NFL to Warner for a long time. He was sort of the ghost of Warner. I will but, not disagree with you on that. I'm, I'm more of a Tony Romo fan than most people out there are. So that's yeah. that's kind of an interesting take there. I, I like it. And one thing you actually don't know about me is Larry Fitzgerald is actually my favorite wide receiver that's ever played football. So bringing up those Kurt Warner Arizona years actually uh, – Brings back a nice little memory for me, too, because I loved watching him in that Super Bowl. I loved watching him through those playoffs. So, you know what? I I think that's a fair – I mean, it's like you said, it's not going to be a popular opinion, but I think it's a fair opinion, if anything. Yeah. So. I mean, obviously, Warner was up and down over the course sure. of his career and doesn't have the numbers or the longevity or the Super Bowls or any of that. Got some good but bag and grocery numbers, though. So Great gotta, bag and grocery numbers. <laughs> got, got to take those into effect. But when he was good, I just, yeah. you know, was blown away by Warner sure. in a way I've never been blown away by anyone else, even Rodgers, Brady, or Manning. I mean, I think that's what's interesting. younger Montana. Sure. I think that's what's interesting about that quarterback argument is because is it a longevity thing? Because obviously Brady and Manning and Montana, they're going to have the longevity numbers. If it's just kind of a peak thing, you can make the Warner argument. You can make the Aaron Rodgers argument. I'm also, It's going to be – this is another one that's kind of out there because he never won a Super Bowl, so people are going to kill him for that. You can make the Dan Marino argument just based yeah. on numbers when he retired. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always going to be an interesting argument because different eras, different – just different times in general, and it depends what you look at. If you're, if you're looking just for Super Bowls or if you're looking for numbers, longevity, um, peak, it's, it's, all, it's all an interesting argument, that's for sure. For sure. But about the Packers, yeah, right. <laughs> I know, to get back to the Packers, if we must, you know, if this team has a weakness, running back is a little thin. I don't know that I trust Ty Montgomery, who was a receiver going into last year as a feature back. I was going to say, do you trust him at all? I don't know if I trust him at all. 
<laughs> as a feature back. So he's been a fantasy stay away for me, sure. even in that offense. And to I be agree. the Packers running back and yeah. be a fantasy stay away, I is sort of amazing. Just because yep. I think there's a huge chance he loses his job. Sure. So we have a siren here. The question is, does Merlin howl? <laughs> so if you guys didn't know, this dog actually can mimic uh, fire alarms here, fire sirens. Not going to do it this time, though, huh? He didn't okay. do it. He stayed away. He's being good. So, yes, Merlin, who is an amazing dog, props <laughs> to Merlin. Loves, Shout out to Merlin. Loves to make fire hydrant noises. Not fire hydrant, fire engine <laughs> yeah. noises. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. And then, you know, other issue with this team, defense is good, but not great. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think it's going to improve a little bit, which in general should just help them out because I think their offense is going to be so epic. But at the same time, it's it's not great. It's definitely not one of the better ones in the NFC. It's definitely not the best in the division. Um, does, is it going to kill them eventually? It, it could, um, but their offense is so good, I think their defense might be good enough to get them by. It's basically what I'm uh, what I'm betting on, and at least they got the one huge playmaker in HaHa Clinton Dix. So that's basically, <laughs> you know, yeah. one of them. For so. the record, fun fact, HaHa's real name is HaShawn. Oh, that H- is a fun fact. H-A-Shawn. I feel and like I've heard the story behind this nickname before, but I don't remember the whole idea behind it. Well, I think it, it's because his last name is funny, so <laughs> his name should be Haha Clinton Dix because he was born pretty much in the Lewinsky era. You know, I think that that has to be what this came from: is that he was getting nicknamed in the post-Clinton afterglow, and Clinton Dix, <laughs> like, let's be honest, ridiculous last name. Absolutely. So you know, he's great. Mike Daniels is a great player. Sure. You know, Clay Matthews, Play. old. Yeah. Nick Perry, old. Devon House, pretty good. Morgan Burnett, pretty good. But this is this is a defense that you know has holes. I don't love Ricky Jean Francois. I don't love Kenny Clark. You know. There, there are places where they could be better. So sure. all told, I would say this is maybe the 12th to 16th best defense in the NFL, but like the first to third best offense in the NFL. Yep, I, I think that's completely fair. I will say one thing. I think that Devon House, excuse me, uh, signing here is a little bit underrated. I think it adds some depth to their secondary here, which was kind of sorely needed. Um, and they actually have a little bit of depth to their secondary now. Of course, Clay Matthews is going to be Clay Matthews if he's healthy. I think a huge thing, just in general, is if that dude can stay healthy, he's still Clay Matthews. He's always injured, though. So, obviously, that's going to be a huge thing going forward with them. Um, you kind of touched on everything else. They got some old guys here. Um, they got some guys that are just guys, you know? Just yeah. nothing nothing that's going to blow you away. Nothing that's really going to win them games in general, which, because of their offense, their defense is going to have to win them games. Yes. So. And I, mean, I don't love Mike McCarthy. Does anybody? He's fine. That, he's fine. Is that is Ish. that the uh, is that the theme of this division? By the way, like the, the head coach coaches are. Eh. <laughs> I actually really really think that the Vikings have a good head coach. Okay, all right. I, I like Mike Zimmer. Let's say you're on the Zimmer bandwagon. I'm a, here? I'm a Zimmer okay. fan. Okay. He's the only head coach where I think like yeah, he's a legitimately good head coach. Okay, fair so enough. I don't know if his eyes are going to cooperate with him over I mean, the that, course of the season. The thing, yeah. But speaking of Mike Zimmer. What do you think of the Vikings, dude? So, to me, this is the most confusing team in this division. I uh, I feel I feel pretty decent about what I think, at least, of the Lions and Packers. Obviously, who the heck knows if I'll be right, but I'm pretty confident in how I feel about them. The Vikings, 
I don't know how I feel about them. Um, I don't really love anything about them. I don't really hate anything about them. Well, I love one thing about them. and Is it Sam Bradford? It is Sam, <laughs> Sam Bradford, the record holder for the highest completion percentage in a season in the history of the NFL. I believe 70.8% of his passes were completed for negative one yards last year. So that's a record. So yes. that's <laughs> good for him. Right. But that's something. I think they might have the best defense in the NFL. In the NFL. Okay. In the entire NFL. Okay. So I'll disagree with you completely on that. I, um, I, I love think, it. I think they definitely have the best defense in the NFC North. That isn't, that isn't a question. Um, their defense wasn't as great last year as people probably think it was. At the same time, it's better this year than it was last year. Um, it's the best defense in the NFC North. I'm not going to go as far to say as it's the best defense in the NFL. But I'm interested to hear your opinion on why you think that. So, I mean, I think they just have – they have a combination of emerging stars, current stars. They have talent at every single level. They don't have holes. You know, this this defense was dominant, was absolutely owning the league for the first 12 weeks of the season. Then they got hit by some injuries. And, you know, I think that when healthy – there's just incredible talent here. Danielle Hunter it took a leap last year. I think he could take another leap. I love Linval Joseph. I love Everson Griffin. You know, I think that, you know, they have Anthony Barr, who I think is going to have a rebound year, could, you know, be a pro bowler, probably will yep. be a pro bowler. I love their cornerbacks with Waynes and Rhodes. I mean, they're elite talents. And, you know, Harrison Smith is probably the third best safety in the NFL. Okay. After, you know, Barry and, you know, Maybe you know Chancellor. I think there's Earl Thomas. Earl. Yeah. You know? I mean, that. I mean, that's fair. Uh, like I said, I, I, I definitely do love their defense. I take back what I said earlier when I said I don't love anything about them, um, just because they kind of had me confused in general as a team. Um, they definitely have a great defense. I just don't think they have the best defense in the league. Who's uh, better? Um, that's a fair question. Putting me on the spot here, huh? Um, I mean, I, li- I like Denver's defense a lot here, too. I know you said you're a little bit down on the Seahawks. I like Seattle's defense a lot still as well. Um, so those two for sure. Um, but, but once again, this is by far the best defense in the NFC North, and I, there's not even a question about that, which makes them an interesting team to me, which makes them near 500, maybe over, maybe under. I'm guessing that's where we're looking at their over-under as well. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, guessing it right there. So their over-under is 8.5. Yeah. And so they are the anti-Lions. Yeah. Right? They yeah. have almost the exactly same over-under. They have one side of the ball that's elite yeah. and one side of the ball that is a complete and utter dumpster fire. Not, not elite. <laughs> so no, to say not elite is really the nicest thing you could possibly say about to, the I'm Vikings offense. Nice here, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is my toughest pick in the division as far as where I think they're going to finish. Because um, I can I can honestly see them possibly being a wild card team. I could also see them winning six games. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking I will actually take the over on the eight and a half there, which is which I just don't know about. I, I really don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it because they do have some talent here. Um I am. I'm interested to see how Dalvin Cook works out in this offense. Um, it's definitely interesting there. Bad line. It, absolutely, and I and I, I think that's the biggest thing, especially if we're talking fantasy wise here. I do like him because he's going to get. He's going to get touches. Um, can he go anywhere with those touches with that offensive line? I mean, that's obviously that's obviously the point here. That's obviously the big question. 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they just confuse me in general. I don't love Stefan Diggs, especially as, as a fantasy player. I think Adam Thielen is going super, super low in fantasy rounds, but I'm digressing here too much into fantasy. Um, Never can digress that's, too much that's, into fantasy. That's man. fair. Just kind of my normal. Do you, uh, do you buy a Laquan Treadwell sleeper potential? I hope so, man. Just because of the fact that I really loved watching Laquan Treadwell play in he college. He was so good. He, he was, was Terrell so Owens. Good. He was literally Terrell Owens. And him tearing his leg apart and tearing his like body apart on that play where he fumbled the ball at the end of that game was super, super sad just in general everywhere because when I wanted Ole Miss to win that game. But uh, it's just it, him as a player, seeing that happen to a dude that was so exciting to watch and has so much potential was uh, was kind of devastating to see. Um, but I, I hope I hope he can come back. I really do. I so. miss Ole Miss football being good. Right. Man. <laughs> I, I miss Hottie Toddy, man. I'm bummed that you right. freeze had character issues. It's uh yeah. That, Did that's, he was he with prostitutes? Was he that, was one of them. He, <laughs> he was, was one of them. He was like a Rick Pitino, was, Bobby Petrino type situation. It's uh, apparently all these college coaches. You know, this is this is what they do nowadays. So it's who, who knew? <laughs> it's I mean, they're insane. everywhere now. So it's apparently it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, you're on the road. You're doing recruiting trips. <laughs> right. You get lonely. You get bored. So you're you, you, you make power. You money. <laughs> yes. I don't think it's hard. You just go on 4chan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these old coaches know how that stuff works. They're, they're, not, on, they're not on 4chan. No. <laughs> are they on Craigslist? <laughs> they might be. I don't know. Just call I don't know what these numbers. guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Well, <laughs> well, I look at this offense and. It sucks, man. Yeah, like it does. It starts at the line. Honest. It starts at the line. Riley Reef's a good player, but he's their only really mm-hmm. talented player. I don't mind Mike Remmers. The interior of their line's terrible, which is why I'm out on Dalvin Cook. Because okay. I think Dalvin Cook's like just pure talent. Yeah. I thought he was the best runner in the draft. I would rather have him than Fournette. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that. Um I, I agree. I mean, my only my only reason fantasy wise for saying anything about him is because I I do think he's uber talented. I do think he's going to get a lot of touches. But the point you made is absolutely correct. He might not have anywhere to run. I don't know how how he gets moving with this offensive line in front of him. Yeah. It's going to be a very tough thing to do. To me, he has the NFL running style. Sure. You know, Leonard Fournette is a sure. guy who just tries to run through people and just yep. goes straight through the hole. If there is a hole or if there's no hole, he just tries to go straight yep. through. Yep. Whereas yep. Dalvin cook is patient. He's sort of more in the Le'Veon bell. Yep. Exactly. I it's it, it. He has that look, but bad receivers. Okay. Yep. Tight end. <laughs> Bad quarterback. Yep. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm sorry, Sam Bradford. Your completion percentage doesn't fool me. Yes. It's bad. Uh, I'm not even sorry, Sam Bradford. You're just bad. I don't even know what to. <laughs> I don't even. I can't even put that nicely. You're 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 not good at your job. Um. Good good thing for you is you've got that last you know rookie quarterback back or quarterback contract back in the day. So at least you you know you're set for life. Got some nice money behind you, but. You're 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 just not good at your job. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Bradford, that I am not sorry. You are, <laughs> and you know, it, it it's okay. You have a good defense, and I think you have a good coach. At the end of the day, okay. When I think about it, this team I think has ten wins. Wow, you're at, going that high. At the at the end of the day, if okay. I had to, if I have to think, you know, every year there's a team that's ugly sure. and makes the playoffs, sure. and a team that you know. Pulls out games. We think their offense might be better than they are because their defense is so good and gives them good field position and they put up some points and, you know, has good special teams. And to me, that's this team. 
This is the team that makes the playoffs and loses in the first round because they get blown out by an elite quarterback. But until then, looks really, really good okay. for a lot of the year. Well, I, I, I kind of like. Uh, I mean, I like the prediction. I, I like going out on a limb like that. Uh, ten win, ten wins seems a little too high for me. Like I said, I will. As I say, I'm taking the over, so I'm literally just pegging them at nine wins. Apparently, at this point, but ten and six just seems a little high for them. But once again, as the NFL, one or two bounces, ten wins can happen. I, uh, I'll, I'll stick with nine wins for them. I'm going to take the over because I do like their defense, and I'm a little bit higher, I think, on Dalvin Cook right now than you are. I hate Sam Bradford. I really hate Sam Bradford. It's, we it's, hate you. Uh, it's we bad how much Sam. I hate Sam Bradford. Um, I, I just I just don't like him. I feel like he's just made like a disgrace of the – like a mockery of the NFL since he's come in, just getting traded for loads and loads of stuff and just getting this huge contract. He's just, he's just like going through the NFL just – I would, style. I would think so differently about this team if Bridgewater had never got injured. I completely agree. So I was huge on Teddy Bridgewater coming out of college too. So yes, if he if he was there, that, that obviously completely changes the dynamic of the team. But unfortunately for him, unfortunately for everyone watching football, he's not there, and we got to deal <laughs> we got to deal with Sam freaking Bradford. So, I know, yeah. Right? Yeah, Ugh. the great Sam Bradford. The great yeah. Sam Bradford, the Amer- America's best Native American quarterback. <laughs> well, there you go. Boomer See, there's, Sooner. There's some, yeah, there, there's some props there. I'm so. taking Oklahoma over Ohio State this weekend. Are you? Even, I, at, the, even at Ohio State, huh? I don't give a shit, Okay, man. I don't give a shit. Are, are you I'd on like, the Baker Mayfield train? I you just not like the, JD per- JT Barrett, excuse me? I am on the Baker Mayfield train okay. and off of the JT Barrett okay. train. I, th- I think, I mean, that's, that, that's fair. I, I feel like a lot of people are starting to lean that way just because people are starting to see that JT Barrett isn't as cracked up to be as people thought he might have been originally so I don't know we'll see I'm, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by it I I have a hard time ever going against Urban Meyer when he's at home against a team that might not be as talented but we'll see so I don't know I'm out on Urban Meyer you're out you're off of the Urban Meyer bandwagon I don't I don't like people who retire from a school because they claim that they're they're chronically ill and then Make take a job back. a year later. Well, we're I'm not talking on, about him as a person here, you know. I'm talking about him as <laughs> okay. a person. I'm out on you. I'm talking about Sam Bradford as a football player, but Urban Meyer as a person. Urban Meyer, you are not liked on you this are, podcast either. You are disingenuous. <laughs> Harbaugh Nation here. Harbaugh, Harbaugh Nation. <laughs> Harbaugh Nation. All right. We're on so. the Jim Harbaugh train here. F Urban Meyer, go Jim Harbaugh. That's yes. uh, that's where we're sitting at right now. Love you, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> but let's get to dessert, man. Dessert. Let's let's finally get to our chocolate decadence. The dessert. The Chicago Bears never been exciting before, but here they are as the dessert of this podcast. So, how are you feeling how emotionally? Physically, how are you feeling? So let me put this out there before we even go into them, because yes, I am from Chicago. I've never been a Bears fan. I don't dislike the Bears. Let me throw that out there, too. They are another football team to me. Um, They always have been, which is strange, because I like pretty much every other Chicago team outside of the Cubs, because I'm a White Sox fan. But I've just never been a Bears fan. I didn't grow up a Bears fan. I just never really had an emotional attachment to them. But which makes it interesting is the fact that I hear from basically every side on anybody and anything about the Bears. I hear from I hear Chicago radio, I hear from all my friends in Chicago, I hear from all the media there. I hear basically every side about the Bears. So where do I sit on them? 
Uh, who the heck knows? <laughs> I, I, I sit with them kind of where everyone does. I think obviously the biggest biggest storyline going into the season is going to be the Glennon Trubisky controversy or whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, and we're going to kind of go from there. I actually think this is a more talented team in general. Um, when you look at their roster outside of their receiving core, that now looks like complete garbage. No. <laughs> is right. Hey, Kevin White, post, post-hype potential. Oh, man. I... Uh, the last thing I heard about Kevin White is that he's now running like a fullback, and that was not supposed to be a compliment. He's just that guy's in Bad trouble. Luck. Yeah, Bad it's luck. just it's just not good. Obviously, the Cameron Meredith injury was crappy for them. It sucks for Cameron Meredith. Meredith, excuse me, as he was he had a nice little breakout year last year. Um, so yes, their receiving core is hot garbage, just completely to the point there. The rest of their team, I think, is a little bit underrated. I think it's not as terrible of a roster as uh, probably most people do. That's kind of my quick summary here on how I think about them in general. So when I think about the Bears, I think they have two strengths on offense, Mm -hmm. interior line and running Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they go and they do what the Chicago Bears are supposed to do and just run the ball ball (laughs) in the snow and grind and grind and grind because I think they're built for that. Yep. I don't think they're built to do anything else. I don't care what Mitchell Trubisky looked like in the preseason. I don't care if you believe in post-hype Mike Glennon. (laughs) It's bad. Their quarterback's going to be bad. Their receivers are going to be bad. They're going to struggle to pass protect with those guards. But getting sitting, yeah, 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 with those tackles, yeah. their their guards are great. Their guards are great. Yes. But I, they have great guards. They have a great running back, and they need to know what they are. And I think they have a coach who knows how to use a you know a talented you know a talented set of interior linemen and running backs. They have a conservative offensive head coach. Sure, I mean obviously those familiar with John Fox know what he's all about. Um, that's absolutely correct with what you just said there. Which is also interesting because that guy's going to be on the hot seat all year, too. Just, oh, he's going to get fired. Oh, yeah. Probably right. Yeah, I won't say right away. But yes, he's going to get fired. Week but 15. Week 15. All right. Official prediction right here. Week 15 Nick Coleman says, week 15, John Fox is gone. Write that down, everyone. Week 15. Uh, <laughs> but to your point here, um, I think... Uh, they have a great interior offensive line right now. It is going to be spectacular, I believe. Um, and Jordan Howard is no joke. He is, I don't want to say an elite running back, but he's hes up there. hes I think he is. He's, a, he's fantastic. He, if, if they use him correctly, which like you said, Fox knows how to do this usually. They, they can make some hay with him. They, they can make some hay with that line. Um, they, they look very, very good there. Um, obviously moving long back to left guard here, you know, they, they've messed around with him basically every year they drafted him, but he belongs right now, at least in the interior. So I'm happy they kind of threw him there eventually. Um, and yeah, they, they, they look good up the middle here and Jordan Howard is going to put up some numbers. There is absolutely no doubt about that. So a, a different type of uh, would you rather than uh, Br- Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. Would you rather in fantasy Jordan Howard or DeMarco Murray? You know what? Uh, so I'm taking Jordan Howard here just because uh, DeMarco Murray has <laughs> has <laughs> – <laughs> As you hang your head. Because uh, DeMarco Murray has some backup behind him, too. This is Jordan Howard's... Obviously, it's not his team. Yeah. It's his team as it far as a team. running back goes. Yes. It is his team. But it's his team as far as a running back can have a team, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He's going to put up some numbers, and I think he's going to put up some massive numbers. I don't think it matters whether Glennon's the quarterback. I don't think it matters when Trubisky comes in in week four or five or six or whenever the hell he comes in. This is going. They are going to be running the ball up the gut. They are going to be giving Jordan Howard the ball. Fantasy-wise, I think it's hard not to be in love with Jordan Howard just because he actually has the right pieces in front of him, and he has the right head coach with him as well. So it's hard for me not to love Jordan Howard as a fantasy guy. What about Jordan Howard versus... <laughs> We're just going to compare Jordan Howard versus everyone? I love it. I mean, <laughs> we might as well. I love it. So I think David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell sure. are pretty much out of the question. I think everyone would agree. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Jordan Howard versus Melvin Gordon. Um, I mean, how's, how's Melvin Gordon's knee? How do we, are, are, is he completely healthy? Are, I, I think so. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a big thing too. Good God. That's a tough one for me. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I look at all this stuff as far from like a fantasy standpoint, like kind of where I drafted these people in my league, how my leagues work. Um, I still think I'm taking Jordan, How- Jordan Howard there, and I know I'm going to be called a homer for this, even though I told you guys before I'm not really a Bears fan. But I, I like Jordan Howard as a fantasy player this year. I, I really, really do. I so. I also would take Jordan Howard. Yeah. What about Jordan Howard versus Devontae Freeman? Devontae Freeman, huh? Um, I... I, I think I lean, lean a little towards Devontae Freeman. Me right? too. Though that's where it ends for me. That, that, that's what we're calling it here. That's what we're calling the game. That's where so, it ends for me. Okay. No, that, that's fair. Um, yeah, I think I'd lean a little towards Devontae Freeman. I wasn't expecting the fantasy comparison here, man. This is These are some tough questions, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think I lean a little towards uh, Devontae Freeman there because obviously they have a more explosive offense. I think he gets gets more red zone touches. He yeah. gets more goal line carries, um, which probably helps him put up a good amount more fantasy points. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, I have Devontae Freeman as like RB3 or 4 off the board, okay. and Jordan Howard as like RB4 to 6. I can see that. Is pretty much where I put them. But I I mean, I love Jordan Howard. I yeah. love the talent. I love the situation. I love the production last year. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I mean, it's all there. The problem is this defense I don't know how I feel about this defense. I think you probably feel like there's more talent here than yes, I do. And I think that's where we're going into right now. Because, yes, I, I do. I think Leonard Floyd is about to be a stud this year, um, an absolute stud. Um, Will Young, I think, is going to have a monster year. Pernell McPhee is always broken. So as good as he has been with the Bears for, like, the four games he's played or whatever, he uh, he's broken all the time. I don't expect much out of him. Eddie Goldman has has showed a lot of signs. Um, not that Prince of Makamura is anything – special anymore but that's that's a good depth pickup for them exactly he's exactly he's fine he's he's adequate which is a huge upgrade for a yeah. lot of the things they've had uh lately same with quentin Demps. Demps is a decent okay pickup um i think in general honestly i think if if leonard it basically comes down to i think leonard floyd is going to be a stud i think he's going to be rushing off the edge a little bit i think he's going to be creating chaos um for quarterbacks in the backfield and I believe the same way with Will Young. I think they are going to have a better pass rush than many people think. And as you know, if you have a good pass rush, you're going to create some chaos on defense. And uh, I think that makes their defense a little bit better than people believe, basically, in general. So last year, this defense, I think, was in the late 20s. They were like mm-hmm. the 28th best defense in the NFL. Were they that low? Yeah. They were low. Okay. They were bad. 
And, you know, they, they were a team that overall underperformed. Their Pythagorean expectation yeah. was better than their yeah. record. They, I think, led the league in drop passes. I remember watching a game where Matt Barkley put it on people's numbers in the end zone like five times and no one caught the ball. It's always and, good when you have to bring up Matt Barkley, too, during a, during a little prognostication here. Uh, but, yes, I actually do remember that game 100%, too. Um, people got really high on Matt Barkley, by the way, for like three weeks during like last Matt year. Barkley. I was part of that <laughs> you, three weeks. You were, buzz. You I were was part there. of the hype train, the Matt Barkley hype train. I'm still on the Matt Barkley hype train. I hope Matt Barkley takes Brian Hoyer's job. You know, I want to see Matt Barkley get a chance in San Francisco. You're, you're a big Matt Barkley fan, huh? When you're a Niners fan and Brian That's Hoyer fair. is your quarterback, you just you're on any hype. When train. you literally have the Bears out, I mean, if you have the Bears outcast as quarterbacks, not any other position, they literally have the Bears outcast of quarterbacks. That just can't be a good thing, man. It just, it just can't be. It's a bad look. The Niners' <laughs> offense is a is a bad look. Well, the good news is we do get a Niners Bears game at some point this year, so that can't should be wait. A, a good last placer, right? <laughs> Always so that, lovely. That should be good and fun. I actually do think that game is in Chicago too, so that should be Bro. some good fun. That's so. six to three. Yeah. <laughs> six, to, six to three Bears. The epic six three game. I love it. All right. Well, write that down too. Six three Bears over Niners. I think. Don't know. Don't ask me why I know this. I think the game is actually December third or fourth. So there you go. Watch oh, out for that game man. on December third. December third or fourth. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready, guys. Right. <laughs> so I look at this defense, and you're right. There, there is talent here. You know, I, I think you're right about Leonard Floyd. I, you know, I like Eddie Goldman. I like Willie Young. I think they have talent at corner with Cooper Amukamara, and I think Kyle Fuller still has a chance to be good. He's uh, he's a uh, He's an interesting figure to me. I I, I think he has a chance to huh controversial. Absolutely, uh, he he's almost he's a little bit. I don't want to call him polarizing because he's a DB, but he's a little bit of a polarizing figure just because of the fact like so. There's a lot of people that are super super high on him, and there's a lot of people that are completely over him and completely done with him. Um, I lean towards what you said that he still has the potential there. I don't necessarily believe he's going to live up to it, but. The potential's there. I don't think it's complete. I don't think he's like a washed-up 25-year-old or whatever, however old he is. I've seen him be great. Exactly. I've watched games where he was like Marcus Peters. Yep. When he was healthy as a rookie, he was Marcus Peters. He was picking people off. He was ball hawking. (laughs) You guys didn't know that is Nick's favorite sports term, so just uh, a full roll of that. Yes. The best ambiguously (laughs) gay sports term other than pole sitter is ball hawk. (laughs) <laughs> but, but anywho, <laughs> anywho, I so the Bears over under is five point five. Yep. And initially, I was thinking under, and now I'm waffling. You're waffling. Are you right. over? I'm. Uh, this one, I'm. I think I'm going over. I think I'm going with. I think I can see them as a six win team. Why do I think that? I think they have a little bit more talent on defense than most people think. So that's kind of where I'm at, and I just. I honestly, I love the interior of their line so much. Um, obviously, the big things are, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the Glenn and Trubisky thing. I'm kind of with you, or it probably doesn't freaking matter who the heck's their quarterback all year. <laughs> it's probably not going to matter. Um, but I can see six wins out of them, and I almost, I, I kind of do want to take the over here. That would kind of be my little bit of an upset bet, which I'm sure it's not really an upset, but I'm going to go with the over here. I'm going to say this team wins six games, and it's just a little bit better than people think. You talked me into it. All right. I'm going to go over. All right. We're going over. Uh, oh, boy. We're going over. Never, I, yeah, there you go. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy I made a decent argument there to, to get you to take the over there. It's 
It, I mean, obviously the over-unders are there for a reason. It's going to be close. I just I like their defensive talents more than most. And like I said, I'm really in love with the interior of their offensive line. And with Jordan Howard and with John Fox, I think it's really a good combination to actually be an adequate team where they're not the most horrific team in the NFL, basically. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that those are all legitimate arguments. So are you going to put uh, put $1 on the Bears plus 2,000 to win the division? Get that get that 20 to 1 odds? Here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do exactly what you just said. <laughs> I will not be making that bet. Just seems like a waste of a dollar, you know? So <laughs> I so Packers minus 200, Vikings yep. plus 325, Lions plus 600, Bears plus 2,000. Yep. I think the only interesting bet is Vikings plus 325. I, that's literally the only bet that you could possibly make, I feel. I mean, the, the Packers are by far and away the best team in this division. There's absolutely no argument about this. I don't think anyone who watches football, who follows football, who's ever seen Aaron Rodgers throw a pass would bet or would bet against the Packers here. It, it is what it is in this division. It's Green Bay's division. Minnesota has the talent to at least uh, make something an interesting bet if you're going to make a bet on this. I agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, I just think following my own logic, if I think Minnesota wins 10 games, I think there has to be a chance that they win this yeah. division, but yeah. though I don't think they're going to. I yeah. love the Packers. Yeah. But any final thoughts, feelings, concerns? Um, no, I think for the most part, outside of the Vikings, um, I think this division is about as cut and clear as it can possibly be here. Um, cut and drive, however you want to term that. Cut. I'm sure. I'm sure. I used that term completely wrong, but whatever. I'll roll with it anyways. Um, this is the Packers division. The Packers, in my opinion and your opinion, are the best team in the NFC, maybe by a little bit too. The Vikings are interesting here. The Lions are going to be bad. The Bears are going to be a little bit better than everyone thinks. But this is the Packers division all the way, and I don't. I don't really see that changing at any point soon unless someone falls on Aaron Rodgers and like breaks his face or something. So, so if I were to give you uh, four to one odds on the Packers winning the Super Bowl, I don't know what the odds are. I'm just going off the top of my head. If I were sure. to give you four to one odds, would you take it? Um, so, I, uh, Probably not, <laughs> as I just say they're the best team in the NFC. I think the Patriots are still by far the best team in, the, in football. Um, like we were saying before, I think Dallas is a decent competitor to the Packers as well, even though I might have said earlier that I think the Packers are by far and away the best team in the NFC. They're by far and away the best team in the NFC North. They're the best team in the NFC, in my opinion, but maybe not by far and away. Um, four, and one, four to one seems a little low, but... I would kind of have to look at everyone else's odds to make kind of a determination on that. Yeah, I um, bet they're sitting at like six or seven. That's, that's what I was is probably thinking. what I would which, is, bet. Yeah, which is what I would bet on them as well. Yes, I completely agree there. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, it's been it's, awesome. It's been a lot of fun, man. We definitely need to do this again. It's been for a good sure. Time here. We'll have yeah. you on again in the in the middle of the season at some point. Absolutely. Sounds great, dude. Thanks it's, for having me, dude. For sure. It's been real. Been real. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. We have finally made it through all eight divisions. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to get back to some non-football stuff, maybe even some non-sports stuff over the next couple weeks. So look forward to that. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me for this entire hour. It's been a privilege. You're the best. Talk to you soon.